and we welcome you in here to another Sacramento Kings Hoop Ball Podcast. I'm Damian Barling along with your host, Jill Adge. It's got a couple of days before the Sacramento Kings are back in action in Las Vegas, uh, but plenty to talk about uh, as it pertains to that Summer League squad. Most notably, Jilly, this Summer League squad is playing defense. We had an, uh, an extensive conversation on ESPN 1320 today about if you're on the main roster, right, if you're if you're a part of the Sacramento Kings, you're not fighting for your job, you're buddy healed, just play along with me. I know he might not be, but, but play along. Harrison Martin, you, you're, you're this team that finished dead last in the league in defense. And you're watching what Bobby Jackson, Davion Mitchell, and what this group is doing in summer league. Does that raise the bar a little bit? Does that like, hey, we can't be a worse defending team than our summer league squad? Um, yes and no. If you want, yeah. See, I know. <laughs> you like you, idiot. I'm gonna shoot this down. No, 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 no. In this, in the sense for fans from from like a a team overall perspective or like front off, you know that kind of stuff. They have to be better, period, right? Like, you can't be as bad as you were last year, especially if you want to try and end this drought, which they're saying they are. But where I see it being more of an issue is the same way it was last year when things went bad. People asked for um, the guys that are playing on the squad right now, right? Right. Um, but But we're also seeing why those guys weren't necessarily played and people could be saying, well, you know, they needed minute, right. They needed minutes then because they didn't get minutes last year. I think they got like five practices last year. I mean, when we talk about development for guys, like it's, it was so hard for, for these players. If you were not getting minutes, you were essentially just sitting on the bench watching games. There was no, like you weren't allowed to go, practice like you had to stay in your hotel rooms you had you know what I mean and even when they had off days at home like there you might have had a shoot around or something but there's not like the nitty-gritty of you might get um in a practice especially for these guys where they're in a normal season you're driving back and forth from Stockton right mm-hmm. um and so in that sense I feel bad for the returning ones but again, if you're looking at ending a 15-year drought, um, to me, if things go bad, I want people on the bench that you can actually that are a threat to the guys not not playing. I understand needing development guys, but at we talked about this last week. But at at certain point, you can only have so many um, development guys. And normal, a lot of times, second round picks, they're like. Um, Nimi this year or Nemi mm-hmm. this year. Um, you get signed to a two way, which a lot of players say, "Don't pick me in the second round because I want to pick where I can sign my two way, right. right? Like, yeah. or sign as a um a free agent somewhere." And so the fact that we have two, plus we had King right now who's on the two way, who looks very much deserving of a spot more Absolutely. so than you know another, and then Nemi's gonna get the development that you know he's he should be getting for um, a normal second round pick. So it's, this is where I come to the, where if it's as bad as it was last year, then I need people that are going to light a fire under 
um, the players that aren't performing like they are. Because right now, and what we saw last year, was there were times when there was nobody else to throw in besides Ramsey and Woodard. And Ramsey looks more ready than Woodard, and he's younger. Yeah. Um, and again, I'm not trying to to trash on Woodard, but it's also it's, it's a business. It's yeah. a business, and I I feel bad for the guy that he didn't get the development. So I have I have no idea one way or the other what he can be. I'm only going on when I'm actually able to see this and what we had like two or three weeks of a partial bubble um, mm -hmm. last year. And you have to think of too, the world's crazy right now, right? Like we're all assuming there's going to be a G league right. and they're getting all this stuff. Yep. We still, I mean, everyone's hoping so, but at the end of the day, nobody knows what tomorrow's going to bring. Right. But it's like, you, well, what, if, what if it happens again where you only get a partial one or something happening. like that? I mean, <laughs> yeah. that it's, you know, or, or on, guys are being out, you know, considerably where it's that's it. like we're seeing in, in the, um, right now with the in Wizards. Vegas. Yeah. If you have your regular roster and you have guys on contact tracing and things like that who can't play. Again, you need rosters are a dime a dozen right now these roster spots that they're they're so important. And so the Kings are going to have to make some de decisions and I understand these are guaranteed, but these are minimum guaranteeds where mm -hmm. they just picked up, you know, Jones and um he's more expensive than, than what these others, like you could still let one go and sign them to like an exhibit 10, I'm assuming. And, and you have them playing, you know, for Stockton, if there's a season where you still want to develop the guy and say, we still want to work with you. Unfortunately, like we're limited, like everybody else right now that it's. Well, this is a good question for you. Cause I feel like these are the things that you are on top of, but you talked about the, you know, the prospects of, you know, we talk about, oh, you know, these COVID seasons, these COVID seasons, we, we very well are likely entering a third COVID season. It's just how dramatic is it compared to the first and the second? Right. We're absolutely entering a third COVID season. We just don't know how much COVID is actually going to affect uh, the NBA from crowd attendance to, and it will affect crowd attendance to uh, on the court stuff. But what I'm not sure of, and maybe you are, has there been a designation on roster, like the number of roster spots on an NBA team? So it's it's 17, but two of those are two ways. So it's 15 and then you're two. So they had talked, um, they were trying to get, I think it was in February, they were asking, um, talking about an 18th spot. And um, I don't know if that was leading up to the playoffs. So just in case guys had, you know, there mm -hmm. were issues come playoff time. I want to say it was going to be talked about for the upcoming year too, because no one really knew what was going on. Um, but then there was a lot of discussion on, they wanted it to be guaranteed, um, not a two way. And then the mm. bargaining agreement, like there was fight, there was fighting um, between if it would be a veteran signing or a two way signing. Like, and so from what I understand, there was never um, any kind of agreement made. They were on a stalemate. And so as of now, it's still, um, 17, 15, um, full, you know, regular roster spots. And then your, your two, two ways. So, but they did change, um, the two ways again, going forward were that, um, they are allowed to be up for 50 games, 
um, rather than, you know, the, they could only spend so many days up right. there before. And if you spent more days than what was agreed upon, you got extra money like Jack Cooley, where he was able to get a little bit more money out of the Kings. Good for him um, because they ended up needing him um, at a time, which, you know, again, like right non COVID season and they ended up needing him more than um, mm -hmm. what was allowed. So um, yeah. So right now it's, it's 50 days. So uh, 50 games. And so they, I made the joke yesterday is um, Lewis King is making it known. Hey, I'm that extra wing help for 50 games next year. For like, real. But again, like that still leaves you what? 30, 34, 32. Um, mm. Essentially that you're, you're without that. And so yeah. right now it's your, your small forwards, presumably if you're legitimately, if you're looking at, you know, not playing small threes, you know, the three guard lineups, it's, um, uh, Barnes, uh, mm -hmm. Mo and, um, Woodard and you know, God forbid, you know, you don't like, we saw at the end of the season guys went down. Like you, you, yep. again, you don't know. Um, and if you're serious on making a push, um, you know, it'll, it'll be interesting, but this team, the way it's built now, we don't know what it's going to look like come October, right? There's still a lot of time um, that that they can move things around. And and I do think that that's why people were shocked yesterday with Metu and Jones. But um, if you were following me, I was saying the whole time, like, you can, in the offseason, you can have 20 roster spots. It's not mm -hmm. until October you actually need to to cut it down. Um, which is why you're going to see a lot of teams with more roster players than our actual roster spots. And then you have guys fight it out in camps. Um, there's still moves to be made, you know, leading up to it. So um, they still have, I think they're at 16 right now. So there's still four spots essentially open for, um, for people to fight it out if they really wanted to go that way. And then there's, there's trade opportunities for the next month and a half. Um but if they are that serious about the three guard lineups, maybe they really don't care that they don't have um, a lot of depth at, at small forward. And I, I don't, I don't know, but um, to me, i still see a lack of, of shooting on this team. Um, consistent shooting where we had some outliers, but again, like, you're still praying that they hit last year's number that some of these young guys, it's, you still haven't seen that, consistent number yet and so if you really are going to get rid of a buddy healed you still need um some shooting because it, fox can only do so much right and if you're putting all of these 90s big men in there mm -hmm. that like right now met to is like <laughs> the only one that can stretch i yep. know holmes had one year like with the sixers um and len once upon a time too um but even then he averaged under one three pointer a game last year. So at some point you still need at least a threat. We need mm -hmm. a threat for a big man. Um, and it's just, if, if you're assuming that, that Metu's not playing and it's going to be Thompson and, 
and Bagley at this point, then Bagley's right now is your best, your best stretch. But again, you're counting on a guy that has one, you know, one year's worth of, of games um, in three years and mm -hmm. praying that he has figured out that um, how to stretch that. Cause yes, he did improve, um, but we still have no idea who's going to be here. So, right. Um, I do. You, and if you're keep, obviously Fox is here, like he's your guy. Um, again, you need to, to build, um, like that. And, and I get wanting enforcers, but at some point enforcers can only do so much, right? Like you're still, it has to be a fine line of it, not going too far to where, you were good on offense, right? And bad on defense. And you don't want to swing it too far one way to me to where um, then you have, you're, you're lacking on the offensive side and um, praying the defense holds. Isn't the Tristan aspect sort of fascinating too? Like I, I, I know people have their feelings about Tristan Thompson. He's a good player. I think people, especially because of the way he was paid in his second contract, people thought he was going to be a great player. He obviously had clutch sports behind him, the LeBron James backing behind him, mm -hmm. all of those different things. But Tristan is a good player. I don't know that we've seen him in a... Well, he, I mean, I, I was going to say, I don't know that we've seen him in a setting like Sacramento. He played on some I was just crappy gonna, I was going to say teams. that. He's played on some crappy Cleveland teams, but that was the same Cleveland team that paid him. I, right. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I guess I don't think Tristan's going to mail it in. I don't think he's going to be non-interested in being here. What I am curious about is what does Tristan want next? Because you have a lot of guys who come into their like contract year. Is is Tristan of the 30. mindset? Right. Is right. Tristan of the mindset like I'm? I've I've already made my money. Like I I'm not really concerned about next year. I'm not concerned about any of that. Like I've I've made my bread. Or is he like, no, I still, I got years ahead. I could still go. And I, I, I'm, I'm just curious about that and how that would potentially influence him on the floor this year. And obviously what type of role that would play, you know, come February. Well, and this was the thing is like, we, we, the move was made, right. But then it was like dead silent on the move and we've never really gotten anything since it was There's like, no I know, I know poor, poor James Ham was like trying to put some stuff out. Like, I think this is maybe like what they're, what they're yeah. trying to do. Um, but we, yeah, again, like we still have, we don't really know, you know, we know why, but don't know why, <laughs> like, yeah. or what they vision, um, their vision of that is, uh, especially when they're still, you know, we still hear that they want to swing for the fence and, um, could his caught, you know, could that money yeah. be used in one of those swing for the fences? Because it is a larger, um, nine, what nine, a larger price. Right? Or do they think that because of what happened last year with all the big men, you know, getting bought out or maybe worth a second round pick, you know what I mean? At the deadline that it was like mm -hmm. all the, the rage to try and find a big man, <laughs> yeah. um, on these teams. So yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, he rebounds, right? He'll he can he's get not, a double double. Like he's, um, he's not terrible. I think I think we get excited about potential more than we get excited about. No, this dude's a good solid player. And I, you know, people like yeah. to attach Kardashian stuff to him and all that. Like, I don't. That's not my bag. I don't really care about. We're that not even stuff. together anymore. Yeah. Yeah. That that stuff right. doesn't. That stuff doesn't move me. But like we, 
we want to hold on to what we think someone can do more than what we've actually seen someone do. Yeah. We've seen Tristan play some good ball, especially for what the Kings need. I think we've seen him play some good ball. Or what the Kings needed to start the offseason. Now it feels like yeah. they don't need that at all. <laughs> well, that they and, did a couple months ago. Right. So, well, and then if, let's say Bagley's still here and then you have him, I'm assuming Bagley's starting or would Tristan start Bagley coming off the bench? Like, I don't even know. Are they going to make it where you have to earn it? Like, I, there's still so many um, question marks and we know how things have happened before when Bagley hasn't started. So then that opens up a whole nother, oh. um, you know, yeah. but I, I don't think you can really have Holmes and Tristan together either. Um, I, I don't, I mean, I would want that for Fox when I, you know what I mean? When I'm talking about sure. stretching the floor, like at least Bagley, he's able to, you know, go to the corner and shoot through. Like he has shown um, that he can at least spread it where, I mean, maybe you have a, where Alex Len and then Thompson is there, but that, I mean, that's two, two it's big still, guys mm -hmm. um, coming off the bench, but then you have Mitchell, um, if buddy's i mean is halliburton starting like his buddy like they're still um it's gonna be crowded no matter and then what Mo, um but to me i hope that it's these guys are fighting it out and and camp and mm -hmm. you earn your spot like there's no i'm getting paid this much money and you're uh fox is gonna be your starter right i i don't see that changing mm -hmm. let halliburton and buddy fight it out um, that I think that's fair, right? Um, and then on you yeah. Barnes is going to be starting over Mo, but I feel like I mean, it, when you enter the season, when you enter a, you know, we talk about this with with quarterbacks, right? The qu quarterback competition. When you yeah. enter even even a uh an a, a legit open quarterback competition. And I'm using this in reference to you talking about Buddy and Tyrese. You're going in with the idea of who your starter is. It's I like you have an incumbent. You have right. an incumbent. Like Jimmy Garoppolo was the incumbent in San Francisco. Trey Lance has to take it from him. Right. I don't know. Like, does Buddy deserve that? Does like is it a clean slate open competition? Or is it no Buddy's the starter, but Tyrese has the ability to take the job from him? After the year that they paid Buddy, when did Buddy show up again? Uh, I'll let you know. No, no, but he when did. It happens. I, when he did for for part oh, of the when season. he went to the bench. Sorry, yes, when he went to the bench. Yes, right? that's when it he was. was at his what bench. did he say? I had something to yep. prove again. Yep. He, like he, he, he right now, it's I. I think I should be a starter, and you know, I feel all this way. You can feel all this way, whatever. Yeah. But it's it's whatever's best for the team, and mm -hmm. you play the best off the bench. Like that's. I mean, I, I don't know what else to say besides, like, if that's true for the team, you played your best for the team mm -hmm. coming in as the sixth man. And I think there are a lot of Kings fans that would love to see that again. Um, I don't hate the idea. You 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 were just talking about scoring. I, I and, and I don't know this. This may very well me. This very well may be me just talking myself into it. But I'm I'm. I feel like Buddy starts the season as a king. I wouldn't maybe, be shocked. I mean, maybe it's I because be I, at this point. 
I don't believe in the Siakam thing anymore. I don't believe in the, you know, I, I do believe Ben Simmons is going to be traded. I, I, I don't know where, how that all works out. I, I don't think Ben Simmons returns to Philadelphia unless there's a name, unless there's a player that we haven't thought about, talked about, unless there's a player that we, there's no dysfunction around. A team is just looking like we're making a move to get better. Which, we believe we're making a move right. to get better. I don't know and, who that is. And so far, all of Monty's moves have been what? Ones that we have not heard about, right? Like it's well, it's been for players that we didn't yes. necessarily like, right? But that it wasn't reported a, weeks before. Even if they were smaller moves, like still right, they weren't, right. it wasn't put out anywhere, right? Right now mm-hmm. we're getting it from everywhere else who's trying to show, you know, the offers, right? I mean, just like we're getting the, this is what they asked for, for the gold state. This is what they asked for that. You know what I mean? Like it's posturing yeah. at this point. Yeah. Um, and, you know, uh, Zach Lowe put out a thing today um, and his, his ESPN article on free agency. And then there was stuff on trades. There was nothing on the Kings, but there was the um, Lillard Simmons Beal combo and how Philadelphia right now is, sticking their you know heels in the sand and they still see Simmons as their chip to land Lillard like and and that's and if they have to hold on Uh to him to try and wait that one out whether they're just saying that right now Uh who knows (laughs) um but again like right it's I get it I I I I mean I get that public um, line that's fine but uh yeah, and then it's, you know, will they wait to see what happens with um, Bradley Beal, you know, and then try and do something there. Um, and then they, you know, had uh, the the Pelicans saying how that they're the, you know, big underdogs for Lillard um, because they struck out everywhere and they're using Ingram and, you know, all of Milwaukee's, you know, they have their draft picks plus the Lakers in like Milwaukee mm-hmm. and, you know, they have a bunch of, a first rounders there too, but again, like again, there's nothing um, with the Kings, and the Kings can offer first round picks, like great, which theirs are usually good because we've yep. sucked for so long. But the yeah. other two pieces they offer are Buddy and Bagley, and if you're looking at an Ingram or a Lillard, like obviously those Beal, like those guys are, um, they're taking the, you know, they're taking the superstar, right? So. Mm-hmm. At some point, it, it'll be interesting to see if they veer off the um, star or nothing. And I think we did see that with the Lakers move, right? Like they showed that they were willing to get rid of um, Buddy for multiple pieces, right? And But the problem is, is there is there another deal like that that exists right. out there? That, and I, it, that was the, unfortunately, that was literally the perfect scenario. Yep. And were the Kings, of course, it didn't happen to us, yeah. right? Like we can't have good things. Yes. Um, no matter your thoughts on Kuzma, you know, and it was um, perfect with and Montrezl and, yeah. and the draft pick. Like it was, that was the, that out of us, outside of uh, a Simmons or something like that, like that was yeah. the best offer you're going to get. Um, I, I'm assuming, um, yeah. but I, because right now buddy fits, Right, he's not fitting in a Toronto, right? Like Toronto's like in a, a their rebuild kind of mode, mm-hmm. but he doesn't fit that scenario, right? Um, he does fit with the Sixers, but will you have to accept something other than Simmons? Will you have to maybe go after Tobias or something? But then you're eating, you know, you're you're taking on a lot of money. So 
um, at some point it'll be interesting to see how much they waited out or if they veer into a um, non, you know, whatever people want to consider superstar or big name to, um, oh no, that's a really good player. And he actually could, could fit here or multiple pieces that could fit here um, and go and go forward. Or Buddy just has to keep doing what he's doing and his value will continue to get better as his contract, you know, goes down. We're seeing guys with his skill set get paid a lot of money and um, Buddy's contract, you know, is that so you probably already heard me say this, but I'm going to repeat it just for effect. I hate that Josh Hart rumor. I hated that. I do not like that idea. It of, made sense during draft time when they were talking about it. If you thought you needed to free up money for mm -hmm. Rashawn, it doesn't make sense now to me. That's where I could say, okay, if you thought you needed some more money um, and were like similar to the Lakers one where I think they were going to save, it was like two or 3 million or something because mm -hmm. they were within that percentage. Yeah. If there was something like that, where you were able to get a little bit extra, um, I, I could understand it now. It's, it doesn't really, um, the extra dollars. I don't, know, don't, I, matter. I don't see what it, um, I'd rather just, regardless of what people think of buddy i'd rather have buddy shooting on on the team like that's that's exactly i'm already asking for more shooting that's not gonna you know yes he rebounds but you apparently just got other guys that can rebound too so i mean i, I, I have I, I've been I've been backed into a position to where I'm now defending Buddy Heald on the Sacramento Kings. Where it's like, <laughs> look, I'm not willing to just Josh Hart. No, I'm not willing to do that. Like, I, I don't I don't like that. Um, I and we, I also think there's something to be said for. I like that Monty has a type, right? Monty has a, mm -hmm. a a guy that he likes, and he's forming this team to fit that mold, and. The things that the team lacked last year, uh, we believe, t d d defensive uh, awareness and toughness. Some right dogs. Now, <laughs> d d some dogs. There you go. Um, I don't think they lack that anymore. Just with the acquisitions that they've made. Now, I I, I know we we grade everything on Buddy and Bagley being on the roster, and Bagley's a bit of a different situation than Buddy is. But I'm also of the belief you need variety. Like you need a guy who has a specialty. Like if you trade Buddy for another defensive guy, what are we going to be talking about all year? Oh, Kings need scoring. Kings need a shooter. Well, I know Buddy's Correct. not perfect. I understand Buddy's not perfect. But if the right deal is there, I'm with Monty. Make it. I thought the Lakers was a great deal. If there's a superstar deal out there, cool. But like, and in in and I think you laid out the Josh Hart thing beautifully. But a Josh Hart like, nah, dude, that doesn't work for me. I I think that's dumb. Right. Well, and you've seen how much people, you know, myself included, were at minus this last game where it was we had no three point shooting on this on this summer league team, and you saw how defensive just. I mean, they were do whatever you want to do. We're going to all stand right here in the middle and you just keep firing away. Like we're, or, or we're just going to go double team Mitchell. Like, and you guys just start throwing it up. That might be a little bit harder to do, you know, with, with professionals, you know, at, at least on the NBA side, 
Yeah. But I don't see it being that much different where guys would, they wouldn't necessarily just throw a zone on you um, or make life miserable for Fox um, and have fun trying to get through three guys in the middle. Um, it's, it was already hard enough for him last year. Um, I found that stat yesterday where it had a, he was second in the league and finishing at the rim, but 98% of the league had better shots at the rim than he did and mm. in a terms of easy or hard, like how much did you have to work to finish your shot? He was 99 point something. He was right under Giannis and, and actually finishing at the rim, but was like 2.8% or something like that of um, when it came to hardest. And that's the percentage that you fall and then the rest of the league is like above you. And so there were a bunch of guards, like he wasn't the only one that was in, you know, a low percentage. But to me, that just shows how, which we see it all the time, right? How much he's getting beat up, not necessarily getting the foul calls. Um, but he did a great job of finishing. But if you don't at least have those threats around him, you're going to make life that much harder on the guy. And and also risk injury on him too with with how much guys are going to be going at him. So um as much as you know people get frustrated and stuff at Buddy like he still very much is a threat. Like they have yeah. to um defenses have to respect him. So but now you factor Davion into all of this too. Yeah. Which just, you know, further complicates the situation. I understand Davion's you know not starting this season i mean almost certainly not starting this season i don't want to make any proclamations for luke walton but you've got a there's it's it's you've got guys who are good you got guys that have skills you got guys you know especially in you know the case of tyrese obviously De'Aaron doesn't need to be explained but who have earned minutes for me Uh tyrese has earned minutes as a starter um but I guess it's all, you know, what's the vision this year? Is Buddy yeah. on the roster? I mean, there are so many different things to take into account. I just, I'm starting to, I've kind of leaned towards, I said this to you a minute ago, that I think Buddy's on the roster when the season starts. Barring like the, I don't want to say the perfect deal, but like, a, oh, okay, type deal. Mm-hmm. I'd rather just have Buddy on the team. Yeah, you know, and and I think bringing and I can't believe um, I just said those yeah, words out loud. Bringing so. Davis back, right? Like that's that's kind of your insurance again, too. Where I think yeah. they could view him as a right a cheaper, you know, buddy option type off the bench, um, which we saw some sparks of last season. And he's still young, um, but again, like you were saying, I don't see them just making the move to make the move. Otherwise, he wouldn't be on the roster. Like mm-hmm. they would have already done that. Yeah. Um, I, they would have had an offer that they could have taken that would have just been like, Oh, that's the move just because they wanted to be done with it. Um, and they haven't done that yet. So I don't know what will happen, but just based on what hasn't happened, I'm assuming they're not just going to do it because we have too many guards right now, right. Or too many centers that it's, they're leaving, at right now, leading up to October, they're still leaving every option available on the table. Yeah. So I wonder if this uh, is a thing. I wonder if this is a thing where we're, you know, we're monitoring it at training camp, then going into the season. And then all of a sudden it's like, 
okay, I guess we're waiting till February. Like, is it constantly like that's And that's a tough position. I genuinely do feel bad. And I, I mean, think, right. I think that's one of the things that fans are most, they just want it done, right? Like yeah. it's, at, they get mad if but, you're not getting the value, but they also are sick of hearing about it. Like and, two and years I'm in the not, making, right? Like I'm not, but I'm not in that camp. I'm more feel bad for buddy. It's like, Hey, go yeah. out there, do all of these things that you do really well. And this trade cloud is going to hang over you. Like if he starts, if he starts camp as a king, it's going to be like, it's going to be one of the first questions he's asked. In fact, it will be the first question All he's asked. Time. He's going to be asked yep. about the Lakers thing. And then, you know, it's, it's going to keep coming up. It's going to keep coming up. And then maybe it dies when the season starts. But once we get to February again, if buddy's still here, he's going to be hanging with that you know, trade cloud over this organization or, or over him. And I understand all NBA players, but not all, but a large percentage of them hang with the trade cloud over their head. It's different when your team actually like publicly apparently had a deal for you. Like you, you were traded versus, oh, there were rumors. <laughs> you were getting of this phone calls were, of congratulations. <laughs> like, yeah. You thought you were getting a ring. <laughs> the travel department was booking your flight to Los Angeles. Like, I mean, like that, that's, that's, that's where we were. Like, so that's a bit different. And I do, I do kind of feel bad for him because there's a human aspect to being a professional basketball player that sometimes we ignore. And like, Why yeah, like the thought of me being traded, you know, all day, that would probably affect my four hour radio show. Like yeah. if, if your company's telling you, Hey, we're going to, you know, the, the woge of your industry, you know, to, Hey, we, we're going to send Jill Adge to Nebraska. What? Not, not equating LA to Nebraska at all. I'm just making the, 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 the trade comp. That's tough to get in there and, and, Oh no, no, but still go be great. No, no, no. We love you here. Oh, don't pay no attention to that stuff. Even you. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's, I that's mean, tough. Having people call and congratulate you and that's, that's have crazy. that happen by your ex agent. Who's now a GM. Like, oh my gosh. I mean, just, Thanks, Rob. <laughs> I mean, did he call and be like, really? <laughs> That's hilarious. That is so, I mean, I it, mean, it is and it's not, but it is. It's, but that's the best. Yeah. I mean, and then, I mean, we're also putting a lot on Halliburton as a second year player, right? Like we, we saw Absolutely. what he did last year and, um, but part of that was nice to him too, where he was able to do it off the bench, get in a groove. Right. And, and then it didn't matter. It was, were you starting? Or as he says, didn't matter if I was starting or coming off the bench. Like I was getting my minutes, yeah. you know what I mean? Like he, he was able to get in his groove off the bench and then play whatever minutes he needed to play. Um, and he was pretty vocal about that of I'm doing whatever I need to do to, to help this team. And I think it was even, there was that audio or whatever, or buddy in an interview was like, after Halliburton said that, but he's like, no man, like you want, you want to start like where yeah. it was like, how are you saying that? <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Um, but so, I mean, in that sense too, where I, I do like that we're able to not throw everything at a young kid, you know what I mean? In, in the same instance of we're putting him in, we're putting him in, um, positions to succeed right as as a young player and that's got to be huge confidence wise too i would think for for halliburton if you know I, I have no reason to believe that he doesn't believe right whatever he's saying um 
that he's he just wants to win, right? He's not used to losing, so he's as he says, I want to do whatever I have to do to win. Um, yeah. I don't want a, a a recap of of whatever last year was. Yeah. Um. So and Mitchell, you know, seems that same way. Where, like he said, where he's been off the bench, he's been starter. Um. His you know first years in college where they were all telling him he wasn't going anywhere, and that was one of the reasons he ended up transferring schools because he couldn't get people to go in the gym with him. Mm-hmm. Um. It, where he was literally calling saying, Hey, can someone part. open, yeah. open the gym? And they're like, yeah. no. So yeah. he's like, well, this isn't going to get me where I want to go. Yeah. Um, you know, and you've heard Bobby now even come out and say after that um, article from Chris Haynes saying, uh, we're having to teach him how to tone things down so that he can last a, an 82 um, game season. Yeah. And uh, you know what I mean? And that's another thing for him coming in is, his his last two seasons were like those weird, you know, COVID years stuff mm-hmm. too. So it's like Halliburton said, like it's no joke trying to get your body NBA ready to be able to to withhold um, you know, what what an NBA season does for you. So um, you know, him being able to, I'm assuming, come off the bench, like it's it's gonna allow him and it should be putting him in successful um situations and allow him to kind of grow into whatever it is that this group needs to grow into. But if they're really serious about the, you know, the three guard lineups of them, um, then you're probably looking at uh, um, Barnes at what four out of four and, uh, and Holmes I, at five. Like, I don't, I don't, I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, yeah. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, that Barnes at four is probably a lengthy conversation for another day. Uh, the Kings are back in action on Friday. Uh, and, of course, we'll break down the next couple of summer league games as well and any news that may or may not happen between now and then. In the meantime, please hit the subscribe button. Uh, and if you're on Apple Podcasts, uh, hit the five stars, rate us, and review us. That would be fantastic. We appreciate you so much. Make sure you're following Jill at Jill Adge on Twitter. Uh, Kings fans continue to check out D'Lo and KC 12 to 4 on ESPN 1320. If you're not in Sacramento, no problem. You can listen on the Odyssey app. You can watch on YouTube. You can watch on Twitch. Just search ESPN 1320. And we will see you here next time on the Sacramento Kings podcast presented by the Hoop Ball Podcast Network.